from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast! I'm Energized Perry. I'm never giving, this is I'm never giving Perry chocolate again, <laughs> Michelle. And this is Mark. It is. Wow. It's, it feels like it's been a long time since we've had a show. It's because it has. The listeners don't know that. Because it'll just be out next Wednesday exactly. as usual. Exactly. But it's been, Michelle got this new job <coughs> and she has, she doesn't have the cojones to talk to her boss about getting the days off she needs to do the show on a regular schedule. Last time I checked, I don't have cojones I actually at all. Yeah, but I, I actually should have said... Um, wherewithal vagina because <laughs> because to have a vagina you have to be more of a man than true. to have balls because true. you go through a lot when you got one of those true Perry's wearing a vagina hat right now <laughs> <laughs> it is Portland from is the march from the march yeah. from the march yep. yes so it has been a long time and I have a question specifically for you Perry bust a move <laughs> how is your tiny house coming along I'm living in that sucker Bitch, you living in the beach? Um, this is the black exploitation. Seriously, episode. see, I feel really bad for our listeners because last time Why? we talked about it, um, you were like framing. It's true. Yeah, it's the insulation is in. I'm building the stair slash closet cubby combo right now. I got a beautiful four by four in the middle of the space. I uh, I finished my plywood floor, which looks really cool, but it's not finished. Like, there's no urethane on it or mm-hmm. paint yet. Um, the bath, the composting toilet I've been using for the last four weeks, and there's not nary a smell in there. Isn't that awesome? Did it's you get so nature awesome. Said? Did you get no, nature said? No, I, I jury rigged that. You know what? Yeah, you did. Oh. I took a bucket, and I took a, a one of those those funnels shaped like an oil can that you use to right? change your oil. Right. And I nailed that to the front end of the the bench where you sit. Right. And then I ran a, a tube down to a um, old laundry um, laundry detergent bucket. Mm-hmm. And so. When I sit on that hole on the <laughs> toilet seat, my dingling falls right into that little funnel, and so when I pee pee, it separates the pee pee from the poo, and then I got um, sawdust in a bucket that I just put in the bucket to cover the poop. Wow! Pretty much up to code right there. <laughs> <laughs> Electricity's on. There's heat in there. It's 70 degrees right now, even though I'm not there. I got a, a space heater with the thermostat on it. It didn't have come with a thermostat. I had to buy a thermostat. That you plug into the wall and then you plug the heater into the. Did thermostat. you get the Envy? Did you get an Envy heater? What kind of heater no, did you get? No, I got a. Um, I don't know the name of it. Just a different. Okay. But it looks like it, what it looks like is a little um, wood stove, but the the log and the fire are all. Oh yeah. Oh li- adorable. Electric light orchestra. Oh yeah. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because you had electric heat, right? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. E- even though the siding, the interior wall cladding isn't on yet, it feels so cool. And Bridget. Bridget, my, Bridget's my wife, listeners. Bridget came into it. Um, we call it the cabin now. She came into it Aww. last night. Yeah. And she sat down on my, I have my favorite chairs in there. Love to have you guys over. Anyway, she sat down in that chair and she looked around and she said, I'm proud of you. Aww. I want you to finish my basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then she so said, get off the toilet. <laughs> so yeah, so this whole project really came about as a, as a sort of a subset of the improvement of your relationship, right? Yes. I mean, you were clearly identifying that, you know, we both really need our own space. Totally. So, any improvement there? Oh, fantastic improvement. Fantas- Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really is. 
you really do need your own space. At least I should say I really need. I do space. too. And she does too. Right. Are you yeah. a Virgo? No. Okay. I'm We're both Virgos. I'm a Leo. Oh. Yeah, I don't share space with anybody well, very right? easily <laughs> either. <laughs> so I'm loving it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's far enough away from the main house that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Th- yet this morning she was like, she, how did she say it? Um, if I make banana bread, will you come visit me? Oh, see, that's adorable. <laughs> exactly. Yay, yay, that's so a cute. great story. No, honey, I have a date tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dates, um, let me see if I can make this transition. There you go. Dates don't come from Australia, but our guests do. (laughs) Check that shit out. (laughs) I think I get two points for the segue. (laughs) We have Darren and Lisa. (laughs) It is so hard to pronounce. (laughs) From Tiny House Australia. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks for having us, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. We've actually... Correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. Have we ever spoken with anyone from Australia? No, we haven't. We haven't. We have from Austria. That's okay. right. Yeah. Das Park Hotel. You can't, you can't get them. Yeah, they sound kind of similar. Kind of. But they're get, really very up, different. Don't yeah. You get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know us Americans do, that's for sure. It starts with an A. <laughs> so, um, Darren and Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're um, What's that? We're glad to be here. Okay. Um, we're in the evening over here. What are you guys in over there? Well, luckily, it's not like 4 o'clock in the morning or some ungodly, some ungodly sort of hour. It's uh, it's 12.30 lunchtime on a public holiday. It's actually Australia Day today. Oh, so. it is too. Wow. So we've got the day Happy Australia today. Day. Happy Australia Day, mate. Thank you. Very nice. Much. <laughs> nice touch there. I like so that. So what's Australia Day about? What are you celebrating? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a Kiwi. I'm actually from New Zealand. I, oh. I've become an Australian citizen now. But, honey, what's the uh, what's Australia Day about again? I, I should know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a commemoration of when I they. I think it's when. Um, no, that's. When so is that your Independence Day? Like Independence Day. Officially yeah. became yeah. a country. Yeah. Uh, other Aussies hearing this is going to go. Oh God, oh, they God. know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's a public holiday. That's what most uh, people care. Ease off work. That's the main <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. Well, and we're not interviewing about your, you, you about your expertise on Australia. We're actually interviewing you about your sort of involvement in the tiny house movement in Australia. And I think you, there's a lot of commonality um, that you have with the tiny house enthusiasts in the U.S. But, of course, there's a, a lot of differences. So I understand you have some real estate issues there, too, some pricing issues. Why don't you Why don't you start by telling, giving us a state of the union of Australia, tiny house. What's it like down there in the tiny house movement down there? Look, what where it's at at the moment, it's it's grown um, enormously. Now, having said that, obviously we're a much smaller population than you guys. We've got like about twenty six million in the whole country. Um, but when I first started the, when I first came across the tiny house concept about almost four years ago, there was literally one tiny house that I knew of. Um, there was virtually no information online in Australia about tiny houses. And so I thought, well, I'll start a, a Facebook page uh, as I learn more about it. And uh, so four, four years later almost, we've, we've just hit 40,000 followers on Facebook. Out of those, there's sort of 26 or 27,000 that are actually in Australia. We've got almost 11,000 people in our Facebook groups. Um, there's now about 60 or 70 tiny house builds that we know of. Now, as I said to um, in an interview the other day, 
that's only the ones that we know of. That's the ones that have said, hey, I'm on Facebook, or here's my Facebook page, here's my blog, I'm on Instagram, follow me. There's, I guarantee, hundreds of others that have been done under the radar where people are just getting on with it and building their house and, and, and enjoying the benefits that it brings them. So it's, um, it's come a long way. A lot of people now have at least heard of tiny houses. I see that. I saw those things on the show. On you know, There's a couple of TV shows now from the States, uh, Tiny Luxury and uh, Tiny House Nation. You know, they've been on TV here. So more and more people are starting to understand what a tiny house it's is. It's really picked up momentum in the last year and a half. Yeah, probably the last 18 months it's, it's picked up more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's where things are at at the moment. Um, things are, are certainly getting more, um, people are getting more aware. About six months ago, we were approached by the directors of the Melbourne Home Show to be guest speakers at the, um, the, the Home Show here in Melbourne. Then they wanted us to go to Sydney uh, to do the guest speaking role again, and we've been invited to the next couple as well. So, uh, so more and more people are, are wanting to hear about the whole concept. Yeah. And you've also been invited to speak at Deakin University, which is an Australian university um, across, is it Australia-wide? Uh, it's, there's a couple of campuses around Australia. But, yeah, I've been offered a, a guest presenter. There's a university here doing an environmental seminar. They want a guest speaker, so they've approached me. So that was very flattering. So, yeah, more and more people are hearing about us which is, uh, and about the concept, which is great to see. Hmm. Very interesting. And and Michelle had mentioned or alluded to some land issues. So I, my question next is, is it legal to live in a tiny house there? Look, very similar to the States in that it, it's, it's a total gray area. Uh, councils generally don't know what a tiny house is and they don't know how to classify them. So sometimes they just put them in the same bucket as, oh, that, that looks like a caravan or you guys call them travel trailers. That's a, that's a travel trailer. Uh, no, you can't. You know, you can't live in a travel trailer full time. No, that's that's illegal. You can't do that. So it, it just varies from council to council in each city's municipal um, laws. So there are a couple of places in Australia where it is legal to live full time in a caravan in in your back garden, and some places it's not. So it's very much a grey area. What most people, the, the people that are actually that have actually done this, what they've generally done is through word of mouth or, or social media, found someone with acreage or, mm-hmm. or land on the fringe of the city, made a cash in hand under the table, rental arrangement, and just parked, you know, and they don't, t- parked on the back corner of their land or whatever, and they just don't tell the council um, because it could be, you know, it could be years before they're even discovered. And there oh, wow. was that incident up in Queensland where um, a couple were living and they had to face the council and... Yeah, so there was an interesting precedent recently. There was a couple uh, who have actually started one of Australia's first tiny house building companies. There's, there's probably two companies now that are operating in Australia where you can go to and say, I want a tiny house, but I want you guys to do it for me. And the tiny house company up in Brisbane, they started, and the young couple that started the business, they built their tiny house. It's a beautiful little tiny house. And they're parked on a in the backyard of an inner city suburban house huh. and a few months ago there was a complaint from one of the neighbors and this is the thing i've spoken to um city planners uh from several different places around australia and they've said look we've got so much going on at the council level we don't want to deal with this so if there's a complaint made by a neighbor then we'll intervene and we'll we'll follow the the our obligated you know course of action 
but if, if there's no complaint, we don't want to know about it. So in this instance, the neighbours complained. They said, oh, there's a development going on. They didn't see the wheels in the trailer, obviously. And the council had to get involved and they looked at the, the construction that was, that was there. They looked at the fact that it was easily removable. It was on a trailer. They looked at the design, the quality of what they built. They looked at how they were handling their, their human waste, their grey water, black water, et cetera. And they decided, no, totally acceptable. It's very hygienic. It's not an eyesore. They can stay. Big tech. So, what were they? So what were they? Sorry, what were they doing with the pee and poo, the hygiene pump? Uh, they had a. I believe they have a commercial uh, composting toilet, oh, okay. similar to a nature's head or something similar. Uh, so they were using that, and then with the grey water, I believe they were uh, using all biodegradable uh, cleaning products, and then they were running that out into a uh, into the garden somewhere. In, in a way that was acceptable. I think they worked with the council and um, although they really didn't need to because they sort of knew what they were doing. So when the council came out to inspect, uh, they said, yep, we don't see any problem with it. Wow. Now, now, having said that, there was another incident that I heard of in our Facebook group where a lady said, oh, we, we, uh, we've we got our tiny house just delivered, you know, and we, or we, we just got our tiny house to our property and we put it on the, uh, the front lawn and within three days, the council was demanding that we move it. Yeah, I think that's the shipping container that was out on the nature strip, though. Yeah, so this so one... It was on, council, it was on public property. Yeah, so mm. the difference being, this was a really... It looked like a big white box off the back of a freezer truck. It was an ugly, bloody thing. Mm. And they'd put it on the nature strip, which is like not even on their inside the, the boundary of their, their property. They put it out next to the road, basically, on the, very, on the front bit of lawn, on the grass by the road. Mm -hmm. And it as hell so i thought to myself no wonder the council's on their case to move it i i'd be complaining if i was a neighbor as well so it's it comes down to uh case by case it comes down to the council area that you're in but also if you can prove that you've got a beautiful little place it's well designed well constructed and it's you know it's not an eyesore and you're um it's sustainable you know it's not causing any problems you're handling your human waste correctly then um, that's going to be better received, shall we say, than some big ugly freezer truck looking thing that's sitting, you know, on the nature strip by the pavement, you know. Your, 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 what did you call them, councils? Yeah, councils. So the, lo the local councils are like mm. your, uh, over there, the individual city Shire? cities or, or counties, I guess, over there. Yeah, shires, uh, Europe. Um, th it's <laughs> your guys are your guys. Uh, you guys, your damn. You guys, guys. <laughs> your government bodies are much more open-minded than ours. I mean, if we're if you're doing something against the rules here, and and we do have the same mechanism though. If if they won't come and find you unless the neighbors complain. But if if the neighbor complains and they come out and look and you're running a foul, you don't get the negotiation situation. If you're a foul, you're a foul. Is that right, Michelle? Yeah, yeah I mean, um, again, it depends largely upon the <coughs> municipality, but the closer you get to the, yeah. to the, you know, to the urban environment, definitely downtown Portland area, that's for sure. We've had a couple of tiny house occupants that have really pissed off their neighbors, oh. um, and were booted like seventy-two hour notice. You are out of here. Wow. But those were the same tiny house occupants has happened in two or three instances. That were really, again, sort of like what they were talking about. And not that they were ugly structures necessarily, mm -hmm. but in these cases, they were really super unapologetic about kind of squeezing their tiny house into an already kind of high, dense neighborhood. Okay. And 
barking dogs oh. and you know and suddenly a new six new cats show up in the neighborhood kind of a thing <laughs> um and they assumed that the city would make arrangements or you know negotiate with them so they were somewhat unapologetic in their approach but um then they yeah they got busted so mm. So aesthetics was part of it, but I think really it was more about attitude. Like yeah, everybody's doing it, yeah. yeah. Like no, everybody's <laughs> not doing that. You know, inserting. Not the way you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's Portland. <laughs> so there's, but there's really positive. You know, there's positive examples, of course, as well here in Portland that uh, people are living. You know, eat both inside and outside of Portland, quite lovely, and some on the DL like me, and some that are not on the DL. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in the world knows where to drive by and find them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the so you guys have been doing this since the movement kind of got going down there. What well, I go ahead. I came across the, the, the whole concept of a and I remember actually, I, I keep talking about it on um, but the proto house tiny house uh, over in the states is the very first one that I saw online. I was doing something online, I and I was and I came across this image of proto house and I'd never seen anything like it before. And the more that I looked into it the more this whole concept made sense. And so that was sort of early 2013, I guess. And um, and when I first started the Facebook page, I thought, well, I had no ideas of turning it into a business or, or, or that I would have any sort of following or, or name in the community. I just thought, well, I'll, I'll create a Facebook page and use it as a bit of a dumping ground of, of ideas, a bit of a scrapbook of ideas for myself. Um, yeah, for me, it was in 2012, I was looking at vintage caravans and. I happened to stumble across, uh, I don't know whose it was, it was that little white um, French provincial tiny house on the lake. It wasn't on wheels. And then that led me down the track of finding them on wheels and I thought, oh, this is interesting. But I had never heard of them before, certainly not here in Australia. So it was all sort of American and Europe tiny houses and um, it wasn't until I actually stumbled across... Um, Tiny Houses Australia, which is how Darren and I met, um, that I realised there was actually a movement down under. And her life has never been the same since. (laughs) Well, speaking of her life, let's get into that dirty, nasty nut. So, guys, how did you guys, how how exactly did you guys meet and how long have you been cavorting? Well, we've been cavorting for just over (laughs) two years now. Um, But no, I, I... noticed this lady put because uh, lisa's an artist and she put a now now keep in mind that she's probably going to jump in and correct me at any point but <laughs> uh, she That's the way that goes. Uh, created this uh 3d model like a wooden model from balsa wood and, and things and she put a photo of her uh 3d model of her tiny house her proposed tiny house on facebook and i started and i i saw this and as i as i usually you do started stalking me and as i usually do Whenever well, I see, usually no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I got a couple yeah. messages she at two a.m. in the morning. No, but anyway, no. Whereas I usually do, I started asking questions. Oh, that's cool. And I said, um, and my normal sort of question whenever I see a new tiny house design was, so, Lisa, what what height is your ceiling downstairs? How, how oh, that's room? the question. Yeah. And she said five foot three. Five foot three. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I said, shit, how big are you? And she says, I'm five foot one. I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. And so that's where it sort Don't of got, came from. And um, one thing led to another, and we got talking more and more. And um, I was going to do a uh, workshop 
That's right. Yeah, we we've run uh, Tiny Houses Australia has run two or three tiny house building workshops. There was a builder that we were working with at one stage, and um, we, as Lisa and I were talking, you know, she was also interested in coming along to our very first tiny house building workshop, which she did as a paying member. But um, we couldn't wait to meet each other, so we managed to sneak in a uh, a, quick visit. a prior quickie a quick visit. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, so we had a quick <laughs> visit on, on Boxing Day 2014. Yeah, that Boxing was, Day. Yeah, that was when the uh, the trouble started. So <laughs> <laughs> Troubles are brewing. So you guys don't, so, do, do you guys live together in a tiny house? Uh, we, we have lived together now for um, about a year and a half. We, we moved in together... You know, into a 15-foot vintage caravan at the time. Yeah, so we spent 12 months uh, living in a 15-foot 1974 travel trailer, as you guys would call it. Oh, yeah. And uh, In a driveway in suburbia. In a driveway in <laughs> suburbia, <laughs> um, which is not legal here in Australia. So oh, romantic. You can't do that. I said, well, we've been doing it for eight months and we haven't had any issues yet. And so it was an experiment for us in terms of can we live together in a small space and not want to kill each other? And especially when it was a brand new relationship. And I think mm -hmm. by the t at the time we moved into the caravan, we had had 10 nights together yeah. spread over about six yeah. months. Because it was sort of a long-term relationship for the first yeah, six months. It was a little bit long distance. Lisa was uh, living about 200 kilometres or, or say 140 mile out of Melbourne. Um, and uh, I was still at uh, the place with my ex-wife. And I mean, my marriage had pretty much uh, been coming to an end and I'd spent the last year of my marriage um, sleeping on a spare mattress on the floor in the spare bedroom, you know, mm -hmm. and I was really just staying because the kids were there. And then once I started to get to know Lisa, I realized, no, I need to, to lead by example and show my kids that you got one shot at life and you can't just go through the motions. So. Mm -hmm. So uh, so it was interesting moving into this caravan when we'd only met each other about 12 times. Yeah. But we figured it'll either work and this will be what we think it is or it won't work yeah. and it'll all end in tears and we'll find out it's not going to work really quickly. So. I quite enjoyed living in the space. So I don't have an issue with living in a, a tiny space at all. Well, so. but th that's different than living in a tiny space with another human being, though. Yeah. After 12 yeah, did days. you have an issue with living with me in a tiny space, honey? Only when you... <laughs> I won't go there. No, go there. Go there, please. <laughs> Only when, I get... what, when I was getting changed. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't privacy. let me get changed. Go oh. away. Sit down. Yeah, because our, our floor area in this travel trailer, this caravan, I think was was three feet wide and about eight foot long. So whenever she'd get changed, I'd stand up. She'd go, no, sit down. You stay there. It's my turn to use the floor. So. <laughs> to use the floor. Wow, three feet by eight feet. That's tiny. Total floor yeah. space, yeah. That's... So, I mean, the, the travel trailer didn't have its own bathroom, so it was just really just sort of kitchenette, dining area, and a bed at the end, you know, normal sort of setup. Uh, but we were um, in a driveway. It was actually one of my Facebook, one of my long-term Facebook followers. He said, uh, mate, you can park in our driveway. You can plug into the power in the garage, and you know if you need a shower or you know, toilet, we we can use the you know we use the bathroom in the main house. So that was good, and we were there for about twelve months, and uh, and then he was renting as well, and the the property was uh, going to be sold, and so we all had to move out, and that was the impetus for us to 
take the next step. And so not that we really wanted to, but we went back to renting a big house um, because we wanted well, to... It's not a big house. Yeah, it's a regular house. Well, it's, it's a regular house, you know, it's one of the, the regular it's houses. It's big in that, terms of a 15-foot caravan. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a three-bedroom house that everyone else spends 30 years paying off on a mortgage. But we went back to renting one of those, and we also moved almost um, 60 miles out of Melbourne to do this because we needed a place where... A build site. We needed a build site. So we didn't want to live somewhere and then have to build the tiny house on a build site. Come on, honey, let's pack up the car and go up to the build site. So we wanted to be able to build in the backyard. Yeah. And so we've rented this big house in a town about 60 miles out of uh, (laughs) of Melbourne. And uh, so we've got, it's a corner block. It's two great big uh, double gates on, on on the side entrance that can go back straight into the backyard. So right now we've got a 30 foot um, high quality trailer sitting there, triaxle trailer yes. that uh, is waiting for us to build a tiny house yeah. on. Nice. As I recall, and I'm sure you correct me if I'm wrong, when you were first living together and talking about building a tiny a tiny house to live in together, um, I believe that you had some sort of design disagreements. And for a while, I think you were actually planning on building like two tiny houses and like parking them next to each other or something. So. Um, that's what I recall from my, shall we say, ancillary across the pond uh, stalking <laughs> of your relationship. Um, that's the extent of it. But so, ha- so is this truly, as I understand, the the trailer, quote unquote, the tiny houses, is, is leases? Are you going to build leases first and then yours, or are are you yes. are you now sort of like together on the idea and you're just building one? There was no real disagreement. Darren likes to dramatize things. <laughs> <laughs> I came, you know, I was already on board with tiny houses because I had my own tiny dream. Um, so plug, that A plug for your yeah. Facebook page there, my tiny dream on Facebook for yeah. Lisa's build. Anyway. So that's why I sort of joined the group Tiny Houses Australia because I knew that I needed all the information I could get my hands on because I'm no builder. Uh, and so, yeah, I already had my design in place and Darren already had his design in place. So... And I came out of a long-term relationship on, off, on, off and had nothing to show for it. And I thought, well, this is my project. And, and you didn't want to have to rely safety. on any man-bastards <laughs> ever again. See, you know, <laughs> <laughs> advertising. No, <laughs> I a security blanket. So no matter what happens in my relationship, I'll always have a roof over my house. So yeah. And from my point of view, we, we agreed early on that... Um, because she pretty much knew what she wanted. I have convinced her to adjust the ceiling height. So we're, we're going to make the ceiling height downstairs six foot because I'm five foot seven. So we're going to make it six foot, not five foot three. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it's still going to be, we're going to do Lisa's house first over at My Tiny Dream um, because I also want her, even though we've got a solid relationship and I'm not going anywhere anywhere soon, um, I wanted her to have that feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. and knowing that, I've paid for this, I've done it myself. And obviously I'll help her with the build. And then, so we've got her build that we're gonna do first. And yes, Michelle's right, we, the plan was to then do um, Tiny House Destiny, which is my personal build, and I've got a plan in place for that. Um, however, that one is kind of being put on hold because the other big project for this year is we're actually going to be building a Tiny Houses Australia display house. Oh. So. Because Lisa's one is going to be 
quite a large one in terms of a tiny house. It's going to be nine meters long, so it's the trailer is like thirty foot long. But the issue is that in Australia, and this is the big thing, because in, in the states, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't, you guys don't really have any weight restrictions with your tiny houses. I mean, from what I can understand, if you got your truck and if you got your truck that could pull twenty thousand pounds, then you're good to go. Um, is that pretty much? The gist of it, as long as your vehicle can tow the weight of your tiny house, that it's all good to go? Is that pretty much it all? Um, not precisely. <coughs> um, basically, the, uh, the, the threshold is 25,000 pound combined rating. So, for okay. instance, my trailer is rated for 15,000 pounds. It does not matter how much my house weighs. My trailer is rated for 15,000. So, if it's being towed by a truck, of course... Uh, that weighs less than 10,000 pounds, um, then yes, that is correct. They would not have to get a DOT permit or permit, of course, assuming it's within the size limitations as well. So one of the challenges with with having very, very, very long, tiny houses in the States is not the width or the height, but um, it does become a weight issue for the super long ones. They do have to actually get permits. It's a fairly easy process and cheap and so forth. Um, you don't right. have to have an escort car or something like that. But, yeah, our – so the answer is yes, no. Y- you use the number 20,000 pounds. So, yeah, if it's 20,000 pounds, you're great. Once you hit 25,000 and 01, then you, then you got to ask the government's permission to start driving it down the road. Yeah. So over here, we've got a lot tighter restrictions in terms of w- with these types of trailers, you know, the trailers with a ball-type hitch that you hook onto the back of a truck. Uh, the absolute limit on that is 4,500 kilograms, uh, which is 9,900 pounds. Wow. Now, now that includes the trailer plus the house. Wow. Now, that that's, now that sounds tight, but in New Zealand, they've, they've got a restriction of 3,500 kilograms, which is 7,700 pounds, I think. So... <laughs> And so there's so the issue becomes when we look at uh, Lisa's house, which is a nine meter trailer, thirty foot trailer, we've got to look at the the weight of every little component that goes into that because if we if we can now we don't expect to be able to do this with Lisa's build, but if we could keep it under three and a half thousand kilograms or seven and a half thousand pounds or so, then we could tow it with a regular Australian four wheel drive um, truck. However, if we go over three and a half thousand to four and a half thousand, because if it goes over four and a half, the, the road traffic authority just say, no, you can't get that on the road. You'll have to put it on the back of a truck, which then negates the, the point of having it on a trailer in the first place. So if we build it and it goes between three and a half to four and a half thousand kilograms, then yeah, the only thing that's going to be able to tow it is a dirty great big V8 Dodge Ram or a, or a Chevy Silverado things. And, and these things are hundred thousand dollar vehicles over yeah, here uh, yeah. in america every man and his dog has got one uh over here they're like hen's teeth um so realistically if we go over over three and a half thousand kilograms we're looking at a tow truck which is fine because when most people when the average person uh, in a regular house moves moves house or relocates they spend thousands of dollars on removalists and removal vans and all that sort of stuff so we don't have an issue with Paying for a tow truck, it might be a thousand dollars every time we move it. But with Lisa's house, we're not planning on moving it very, very no. much at all. Um, with this display house, however, that is going to be designed to be mobile because we've been invited to have that on display at the Melbourne Home Show in August. So we have a deadline of August to get this uh, display house done. So the display house 
is going to be about seven and a half meters long. So about say 26, 28 feet long, something like that. It's going to be a single level design uh, with some clever sort of sneaky, you know, bed in a drawer type thing. So we're not going to have a loft, which will save weight. Uh, it won't be the full height that's permitted here. So that'll save weight as well. We're going to do a steel frame and, and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to look at um, trying to get that under three and a half thousand kilograms so that we can more easily tow it ourselves, uh, where we can just hire a truck for a day and, and move it. Because we've been over the last two years, we've been invited to the Sydney and Melbourne home shows. We've been invited to all these different sustainability festivals and, and expos and things. So it's about time that we had a display house that we can sort of haul around to um, not only to give ourselves and Tiny Houses Australia a bit more credibility, but also so we can show people that, yeah, a tiny house is actually, this is what it looks like. It is a comfortable space. It is practical. And people can think, wow, I could actually live here. So the, the <clears throat> you guys are, Tiny Houses Australia, is it a building company or is it an advocacy organization? At, at the moment, to be honest, we're, we're we started off, I started off the Facebook page and then it turned into, a, you know, we started a Facebook group as well. So it's really the community that I've built up is really, that we now run, is really about inspiring people, connecting people and, and helping people get their heads around the whole, I, I want to build a tiny house, but how do I do it? Who do you speak to and all that sort of stuff. Now, we do have goal, a goal of, a long-term goal of having a tiny house building company but we're not builders. Now, the two companies that are up and running in Australia as tiny house building companies, they were started by builders. So one guy, for example, that we just interviewed on YouTube, uh, we've officially launched our YouTube channel, so our first mm -hmm. interview's up. But uh, Grant from Designer Echo Tiny Homes that we interviewed at the Sydney Home Show, he's been a builder for like 17 years. So when he decided, I'll oh, start doing tiny houses, you know, bang, three months later, he had a house because he built it himself whereas we're not builders. So we do have the idea of, and the plans to have a tiny house building company down the track, but that involves us finding builders that we can work with, that we want to work with, and developing a team. So at the moment, the business is in baby baby stages. Uh, we do sell uh, tiny house trailers. So we've got a great manufacturer here in Melbourne that we work with exclusively. And between, um, between us and, and our manufacturer, we've built more tiny house trailers than probably anyone else in the country so we've done about 30 trailers so far and so these trailers uh, are now you know all over the country and uh, so we've, we sell the trailers if people want to buy a trailer and diy their own build but that's where the business is at at the moment some parts of the the uh the, the community will always be free obviously the facebook page the youtube content is always going to be Don't free get the meetups yeah, we run monthly face-to-face -face meetups where on the first Sunday morning of every month we get together at a few different places and uh, it sort of rotates around different parts of Melbourne where we get together for coffee and it's just a chance for people to, to meet up socially face-to-face -face and just share ideas and connect with other like-minded people and we get about 20 to 25 people yeah. rolling up every, every monthly uh, meetup, which is good. I do want to circle back to the comment that Lisa, um, you know, her story about her build and what motivated her. And I just want to thank you for being authentic in that regard. Mainly, I mean, I have a lot w in common with you. Again, no matter how far we venture out in the tiny house movement, 
we always seem to find guests and we can find one or two or five things that you know we can really relate to and that's definitely my story as well um married and you know divorced twice and even though i've been with my boyfriend for eight years now um i built my tiny house definitely for me about me with me paid by me you know um if he and i ever break up you know i'd i'd be homeless and i just wasn't prepared to to kind of go down that road again so so i can relate to your story yeah i can relate to your story of wanting that emotional security blanket and and gaining a lot of um self you know self-esteem and self-worth in the process yeah well i was actually homeless i ended up um having to come back to my hometown and i was actually sleeping on the floor of my um, cousin's house and then another cousin let me stay at her place for a little while and then my mum ended up taking me in so yeah and then we met didn't we hon yeah we did oh and that's when all the trouble started. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, it did. So you guys, you guys um, are pretty much betting on the longevity of the movement in Australia. You guys oh, see please. this thing continuing for some time. Yep. Oh, Exciting look, absolutely. Times. <laughs> I mean, there's, um, you know, more and more people are hearing about it. More and more organizations and companies are hearing about it. Um, and so, no, we don't see it going anywhere uh, other than increasing. I mean, the fact is, and I, and I said this on stage at the Sydney Home Show, that, you know, the, the fact is the average, and it's the same issues that you guys are facing over there, the average mortgage that was written in Australia last year was $473,000. Mm-hmm. Um, the average first home loan, this is the thing that scared me, the, the first home loan that young Australians are getting uh, to get their foot in the door of this great Australian dream of mm-hmm. home ownership, the first home loan that people are, are getting is three hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars. But never mind the young one. Like, it's un- it was unattainable for me too. Like, I mean, I was a single mum. I raised my son single-handedly, apart from my long-term relationship. But I could never afford to get into the housing market. And yeah. I, what? How am I? I'm forty-one now. Yeah. But I was thirty-eight when I faced homelessness. So, the rental market just. Yeah. I, I just couldn't make ends meet. Yeah, because the average, and this is the thing, if people are not dealing with mortgage payments, then they're paying record high rents. I mean, rents are averaging $480 a week. And so young people are in this dilemma of, okay, what do I do? do I, if, if I'm paying $480 a week rent and running the car and trying to put food on the table, pay for the bills and have some sort of relationship, at the same time, they've got to try and save up $200,000 or $150,000 on the side as a deposit for a regular house. And it's just becoming impossible for many people. Yeah. And I think with tiny houses, for me, it just it's empowering people who can't get into the uh, housing market. It's giving us an option and it gave me hope. So I'm, you know, all about DIY and yeah. hoping, you know, more people can discover it and know that they can go and do it as well. Yeah. Well, and just on that, that point about you know the growth of the uh, of the of the community and the and the the concept of tiny houses here, you know, in November we were approached by a major insurance company, a major caravan insurance company here in Australia, and they were wanted wanting to put together a specific tiny house on wheels insurance policy. And so I've been going to and fro with them, giving them a bit of a, a better insight as to what the community here is about. And just in the last month, that's been launched. So there is some criteria. It's not a blanket, yes, we will insure your tiny house. But uh, based on certain criteria and some, you know, uh, a couple of, you know, tick-offs by 
registered builders to, to, to show that, um, yes, it has been built structurally sound and it's not going to fall over in the first wind. Um, as long as a few uh, basic criteria are met, then uh, this company will insure people's tiny houses. So that gives people a bit more peace of mind as well. Yeah, and you're really, you know, trying to get them to um, have it available for those who are DIYers. Was it just going to be for... Yeah. A building company. Yeah, initially they would. They, one of their clauses was, we will insure your tiny house as long as it was constructed and built by a registered building company. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, well, that's going to cut out 99% right. of the, the people. Even though there's two companies that are now up and running, the vast majority of people are DIYing their own build. Yeah. And, you know, and I said, as long as you guys are willing to sort of meet us halfway, I said, I, I know for a fact that people will quite happily meet some fair and reasonable conditions. If they need to get a builder in to certify, yes, the framing has done been done correctly and yes, the windows have been installed correctly and all that sort of stuff, then I'm sure people will do that. So um, so it is going to be done on a case-by-case basis, but yeah, insurance is available now, which is, which is another piece to the puzzle, which is good. Well, congratulations, good. Darren and Lisa. One more quick thing. This one's free too. <laughs> so over in Portland, one of the th- hottest things right now, I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but goat yoga. There's pe- there's like 900 people long waiting, waiting list, list and I'm on it. So I got four oh words God. to say before we wrap up. And this is a free one. No equity, nothing. Tiny house, kangaroo ranch. Oh. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. You don't know anything about kangaroos. What? <laughs> What's going on down there? Baby kangaroos are adorable. We see a lot of dead ones. Oh, well, yeah. that, that <laughs> would be a less fun <laughs> ranch. <laughs> anyway. That would be a barbecue. No, but along the same lines of combining a really kitschy, really YouTubeable, that'd be fun. There you go. You that one's do that than goat yoga? That Come suggestion on. is free for you. Write that down. All right, you guys. Oh. Thank you so much for being on the show. <clears throat> I must have a kangaroo in my throat. <coughs> it's it's been great having back. you. Great hearing your stories. And um, who are we talking with next week? We're talking to John Kemohan? Kernahan. Kernahan. Oh, that's a misspell, I think, or my eyes. And Finn. And Finn. Oh, we're talking to Finn in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more thing. Shout out for Tiny House Australia. Darren, I think you trumped me. You're going to be on the Tiny House Summit, right? I am. I'm going to get my face out there. I think uh, I'm going to be, uh, there's no particular topic that I'm going to be presenting. I'm just going to be uh, be interviewed, I think, about my sort of story and, and, and or our story and, and the background of sort of how we came across tiny houses and our journey of uh, downsizing and minimizing and, and about to be building. So that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, we're all gung ho for the summit. So that'll be right. interesting. Very, Very cool. Very fun. Thank you. All right, listeners, check us out next week because if you don't, you're going to miss out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com where you will also find our show notes if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sitecast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.